In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, come to him, a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it says in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame. Therefore, its value is for you who have faith, but for those without faith, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that will make people stumble, and a rock that will make them fall. They stumble by disobeying the word, as is their destiny. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Exalt you just in the Lord. Praise from the upright is fitting. Give thanks to the Lord on the harp. With the ten-stringed lyre, chant his praises. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Upright is the word of the Lord, and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. See, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness, to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time? And you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else, believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you. 
Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, come to him, a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The three phrases in that first line that stuck out to me. Come to him like living stones. Let yourselves be built. Come to him. The simple fact is that there is absolutely nothing in this life that cannot be helped by being in the presence of Jesus, by spending time with our Lord, by praying, by resting before the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle or in adoration. There is absolutely nothing that cannot be helped by coming to Jesus. We can certainly try. I know I myself have tried to to fill that God-shaped hole within my heart with food, with drink, with the pleasures of the flesh, the pleasures of the world. And every time it may numb for a little bit, it may make me forget about things for a little bit, but ultimately it does not change anything. It is God and God alone who has the power to touch our hearts. And so St. Peter bids us come to him. Come to Christ. Pray. Rest in his presence. Get to know his voice. Know his love and his mercy. Come to him. We come to him like living stones. He who is the stone rejected by the builders that becomes the cornerstone of the church. The thing upon which all else rests the cornerstone, the thing that determines the whole rest of the building, all of its orientation, to come to him, ourselves like living stones. Indeed, we are living stones because we can choose to be present to Christ. We can choose to stay close to him or to stray. We are alive. We are not simply stones as in a brick wall. We remain there by our own choosing. Imagine the chaos of you having a brick house and the stones themselves deciding one day just to fall away of their own choosing. It would be chaos. And the Lord permits this in the body of Christ because he continues to call us to love. He does not force us to remain in anything, but rather he invites us 
Again, the words of Peter, to come to him. He invites us to stay with him. He invites us to make that daily decision to remain close to Christ, the foundation. To remain close to Christ, the cornerstone. To allow the orientation of our lives to be built up according to his plans. And not so much to ours. To trust that the building that he has in store, the building that he has in mind, the blueprints that he himself has already drafted, are far better than the things that we ourselves might seek to build and provide. And so we come to him like living stones to be built up. Let yourselves be built, St. Peter tells us. Let yourselves be built. The simple fact is that it's not we who build ourselves up, although we certainly have our part as we do or don't do the things that God may be calling us to do. But ultimately, even in the things that we do, we do them only by God's grace. We do them only because God is doing them in us. So many spiritual writers of the church have said, when we go to pray, it's not even I who pray. It's Christ who prays in me. The wonderful reality that everything that we do is grace. Everything is a gift from God who gives us his life to be able to do these things. And oftentimes himself is working within us. Let yourselves be built up. Sometimes we fight against the Lord in this reality. Sometimes again we seek to make our own plans. We seek to build our own buildings. We seek to do our own will. This is why when Jesus gives us the premier prayer, the prayer of the church, and he says when the disciples ask him to teach them how to pray, one of the most important things of all the things that Jesus could have said, the one he made sure to put in there was, Thy will be done. Because he knows that we are indeed children of Adam and Eve who easily can be swayed by our own, our own hearts, our own minds, by the whispering of the world and of the devil, to try to seek our own path. But it's God who wants to build us up. Unfortunately, sometimes, again, we can push against God, but we can also push against ourselves. The simple reality is that very often in the spiritual life, the temptation can be that we can't be that much. Oftentimes when I encourage people and remind people that we are called to be saints, every last one of us, the excuse easily comes to the lips, and if not of the lips, very frequently at least to the mind, Father, I can't be a saint. That's for other people. That's for those people. Right? Sometimes we recognize in ourselves our sinfulness our weakness. We recognize the times where we haven't sought to do the will of the Lord, where we have sought to make our own path, to build our own way, and we can feel as if we have been limited by our past. And sometimes it's not our past that limits us, it's our present. Sometimes it's the simple reality of the comforts of our daily life, things we can simply chalk up to as our personality, things that keep us attached to the pleasures of the world because we don't want to give them up. Even here, the Lord bids us through the words of Peter, 
Let yourself be built up. The simple fact is that God desires to do great things in every one of our hearts. He himself says as much. He looks at the disciples in this 14th chapter of St. John that we just read from the gospel, which is towards the end of his ministry, right? He looks at his disciples and he assures them, talking about the own miracles that he's worked. And remember, what are the miracles that Jesus worked? He raised the dead. He made the deaf hear. He made the mute speak. He raised up the the lame, that he cast out demons, that he did all these powerful things. And Jesus looks at his disciples and says, you will do greater things than these. You will do greater things than these. And it's not by your own merits. It's because, as the line concludes, because I'm going to the Father. The will of, of, of the Father will be even more powerfully effective because Christ, our high priest, will be seated at his right hand. But still we must hear those words that you will do greater things than these. And that promise is not only for the first twelve. Is for the whole life of the church, the gift of the church. All throughout the history of the church, we see individuals who, though incredibly normal, become powerful instruments of God's grace for the transformation of the world. And it doesn't necessarily require a change of, a radical change of life. Sometimes it does. When I said, Lord, you know, when I, when I actually opened up my heart to the Lord's will, my plans were changed by being called to the priesthood. That was nowhere in my plans. But the simple fact is that countless number of men and women open their hearts to allow God to build them up into the spiritual house that he desired of them. And it simply meant being who they were, even more filled with the grace of God. We know in the life of the church, uh, in, the last, in the news the past couple of days, the cause for canonization of St. John Paul II's parents um, has been officially introduced. They were a holy mother and a holy father who sought to raise a holy child. And they become saints of the church. They simply lived their vocation at home, trusted in God, lived the life of the sacraments, lived a life of prayer and their children became a saints and this is the great reality is that God desires to do that not just in a few but in many indeed we've got the canonized saints of the church who stand for us as extraordinary models but there's also the reality that every single one of us is called to become a saint period And to be a saint is not, again, it's not an exceptional thing. A saint is a person who is holy, namely a person who is in heaven. The Lord God calls us to heaven, and he wants us to be there. He tells us in so many ways today. He's speaking about his going, right? He's going to open the gates of heaven. He says, and if I go, I will come back to you and take you to myself. He's got your spot for saint whatever your name is, 
already reserved on the door. But it takes for us to say yes. It is for us to be able to be willing to come to him like living stones, willing to allow our lives to be set according to his blueprints and not ours. And then to let ourselves be built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. If you listen to um, to my little uh, mini parish Lenten mission, uh, I think it was on, was it the second night, I think? Maybe the third night? I think it was the second night. Um, talked about your vocation as the lay faithful. This great gift that that the priest has his, his offering to offer, um, my sacrifice to offer to God the Father, but so also do you. The sacrifice of your life, uh, the sacrifice of prayer, the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of adoration, the sacrifice of intercession, the sacrifice of your will offered to the Father, trusting in his goodness, trusting in his love. And so... We hear the Lord call to us to come to him, to place our trust in him, and to let him continue to build us up into a beautiful spiritual house, a community of faith, a powerhouse of prayer, that indeed we might be able to fulfill the word of Jesus in our own midst here in Point Capi Parish, that we will do greater things than these. As absurd as it sounds, Christ is faithful to us. And he will do these things if we come to him.